Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Compassionate, caring, and cuddly. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm just looking for uh, what is being suggested as an official tweet from Donald Trump about um, Justin Trudeau and uh, the $10.5 million paid to Omar Khadr, but it's, it's not an official tweet. I went on the, uh, on the site on his uh, Twitter account, and it's not there. But it's clever. It's clever, and I just can't find it on my, uh, on, on my notifications. It's disappeared, but it, it's clever. It's uh, something to do with... I can't believe this guy paid that out that kind of money and now I have to go sit beside him at the G20, something like that. But it's not an official Donald Trump tweet. A lot of people are asking about that. At least it's not from what I can tell looking at at uh, his account. Believe me, there would, this would be a headline story if he tweeted that. What I plan to do, though, is, first of all, there's hundreds and hundreds of emails that have to do with Omar Cotter, the $10.5 million paid out to Cotter and Trudeau and his explanation that has to do with the charter. I'm going to read each and every one of them. I will not have the time to respond to everyone, but I will read them all. But my idea, my thought is that I may send them on to the prime minister and ask him to reply to everyone. Maybe we'll do that. We've been following the case of RCMP civilian employee Toya Montague for a number of years. She was named by the federal minister for public safety, Ralph Goodale, on national television as one of the women within the RCMP who have been subjected to sexual harassment and abuse. Goodale mentioned only four people, only four women, he mentioned. Only four. And one of them was Atoya Montague. So right there, the Minister for Public Safety, Ralph Goodale, or explained, or tried to, why Carter got the $10.5 million. Right there, Mr. Goodale accused the RCMP as an organization of having sexually harassed and sexually abused Atoya Montague. You did that, Minister, and it's on it's on it's taped, it's recorded for everyone to see. But since then, the minister has done nothing for Atoya Montague, nothing, and the RCMP has moved forward while there's they've settled the the um class action lawsuits, they, uh, with Atoya's case, it keeps getting turned back and moved back and moved back and moved back, draining her resources more and more and more until the point she's bankrupt, can't afford to pay the bills because, well, they're doing that to her. And it's not without intent. It can't be without intent. So I received an, an email from Atoya um, that she'd received what amounts to her uh, her official dismissal in the past couple of days. And she's on the program with me now, along with Dr. Greg Passy, who is um, Atoya's psychiatrist. 
They're both from British Columbia. Uh, and interestingly enough, Atoya, you emailed as well today. Good to speak with you again. You emailed, it was exactly one year ago that you and Dr. Passy were on this program as well. That's correct. Isn't that funny? It really <laughs> is. Wouldn't it be nice to have a better update today, a year later, and to not be revisiting the same issues and themes? But unfortunately, as you so eloquently spoke about um, in your intro, yeah, the, the reason... Minister Goodale was mentioning my name in the first place at that news conference was because me and three other uh, colleagues had written to him and to the Prime Minister of Canada at that time and asked them to intervene and stop the RCMP from discharging us before we were able to seek justice in these outstanding lawsuits we were involved in for a number of reasons. One is we're funding our lawsuits out of pocket while the bad guys that we're suing are having their lawyers represent, be representative of them sorry, by the government of Canada, i.e. the taxpayer. And we asked them to intervene and say, or at the very least, if you're not going to help us fund these lawsuits, our only option for justice, please stop the RCMP from firing us. Well, I'm the only one of the four that they have actually gone ahead and discharged prior to any kind of settlement or trial. Um, and I see it as ongoing, as you said, there's intent here, there's punishment here. I, I'm being singled out for being outspoken. And, and you know, it doesn't just stop. The egregious nature of this doesn't just stop at the fact they just charged me a full year prior to my trial with the very intention of trying to bankrupt me further and, and cut me off at the knees uh, financially. But there are a number of things happened during that discharge that are even more egregious. They discharged me nine days, nine days prior to my 15-year anniversary of service, nine days. They discharged me at a level I have not performed since 2004. They've completely omitted. They're denigrating and minimizing all the roles and function and, and management roles I played. In fact, in the third paragraph of, of Jane L. McKinder, who is the head of HR, who actually discharged me, letter, she calls me a communication strategist in 2009. I was a manager of a unit in that year. So they're actually... I don't know what they're doing. They're fabricating information even in their discharge letter. Um, and in the 18 pages she sent me in this discharge letter, nowhere does she mention the name of a coordinator to help me set up a pension. Who do I talk to about coordinating medical pension, disability insurance? Nothing. Not a word. I was the last three days just in a sheer panic, not knowing what my options were. Would I never get a paycheck again? What do I do now? I was tracking down members from across the country helping me, finding numbers and names for me and pension coordinators. And it took me that long just to get the information to start reading through these hundreds of pages of documents. And then I come to find out all the other people who have been discharged, they start the process for them long before they get discharged so that it all kicks in before they see their last paycheck from the RCMP. So another form of punishment. So they're clearly, I mean, they've, they've clearly, on and on. they've clearly singled you out, and you are going to be the, uh, yeah. you're going to be the poster child for uh, don't don't <laughs> don't mess with us because this is what could happen to you if you do. Yes, that's exactly why they do it. That's Dr. exactly why they do it. Dr. Passy, you've known Atoya for some period of time. You've been on this program before. You're an eloquent uh, defender and spokesperson for Atoya and what she's suffering and what she's going through. Please uh, share with our listeners what Atoya's reality is as far as her health is concerned and what happened when you contacted the RCMP with your concerns. Well, um, you know, the RCMP is basically um, either denying uh, their impact on Atoya um, or they're not really following, uh, you know, the types of uh, support uh, that one would expect to receive 
uh, it's very clear, the, the, the medical literature is very clear, lack of support by your organization can be as damaging as the original traumatic event or events. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, they, they've not even spoken with her or the lawyer about a settlement. They've continued to uh, delay the trial dates. Um, all of this speaks to the, the whole idea of lack of support. Um, and, you know, the, the other thing is the person who discharged her is also the person in charge of whether or not the lawsuit goes uh, forward or there's a settlement. Uh, and yet she seems to think that uh, she is in a position where um, she's not biased at all. And it's like the whole the whole system, the whole process is flawed. They brought in this Bill C-42 to get rid of the bad apples. And to date, as far as I'm aware, the only people they've discharged are victims, none of the abusers. How would you describe Atoya's health? Well, uh it would be better maybe for Atoya to do that, but she's she's uh, got uh, numerous. It's okay. Health you can speak issues. freely, Doctor Passia. Yeah, you have <laughs> She has numerous health issues, um, and, you know, starting with the post-traumatic stress disorder as a result um, of the harassment, sexual harassment, etc. But the problem with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder is it also affects other systems. It affects your GI system. It affects your muscles. Um, it affects your immune system. We know that there is increased rates of um, um, cardiac disease, stroke, some types of cancer, diabetes, asthma, just a whole bunch of things that go along with it. So anything that we can do, I can do as a physician to treat this and get it uh, into remission, um, the better it's going to be for her health. And I've been stymied at every step along the way. Health services with uh, the RCMP are aware of the impact this is having on her, and they've done nothing to intervene. And I see this um, both their action or lack of action and the action by the RCMP as punishment and a further abuse of the power. And in reality, it can only be seen as further harassment. Were they not also very dismissive of you when you tried to intervene on Otoya's behalf? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they've, they've basically got a family physician that's uh, overruling um, my opinion, um, even though she has absolutely no postgraduate training uh, in this area uh, and has very limited knowledge. And she's basically just uh, uh, said that, oh, well, um, there's no reason not to discharge her. Um, there's no medical reason not to discharge her and, and go ahead. So, um, like, you know, the problem is, the health services office and, and those serving there are under the direct influence of, of the RCMP upper management. So they're all they're all together. The whole system's corrupt. Yeah, I, I will never forget the first time, and Atoya knows this, as do uh, other women in the RCMP who have fought the force and fought for themselves over the sexual harassment, sexual abuse, sexual assault some of them faced and dealt with. Uh, I tried to get the commissioner of the RCMP, Bob Paulson, on this program, and the RCMP's response was, would you provide us with the questions that you plan to ask the commissioner? And normally my response to that would be absolutely not. But I thought, I'll do anything I have to to get the commissioner on this program because it's important to talk about this issue. So I provided them with 10 questions, sent them to, to, the, uh, to the media people at the RCMP, to their head media person, and a few days later, I received an email basically saying, no, not going to happen. And all that said to me was, they cannot answer the questions. They cannot answer them.
They wanted to find out if it was fluff stuff that they could talk their way through, and when they found out that it wasn't, they chose the chicken exit. And uh, to no one's service, and to the absolute disservice of Atoya and uh, other women within the RCMP at the time, because the class action lawsuits hadn't been settled, and really disservice to the force and the visibility of the force. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk more with Latoya Montague and Dr. Greg Passy. Latoya Montague having received her official dismissal. She also, by the way, spoke with Sheila Fraser, the former Auditor General for Canada, and we'll talk to Latoya about that. And the Auditor General and her report was extremely critical of the culture within the RCMP, extremely critical of the culture within the RCMP. But Latoya Montague, they are going to make it as difficult as they possibly can for what reason? What possible reason other than to send a message to other women who might step forward and say, we too have been abused? We'll come right back. He's like a superhero without the costume. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I have a message for a certain group of people in Waterloo, Ontario. My Blackberry just died. It's not working anymore. It just died in like two minutes. Wait a minute. Hold on. I don't know. Uh, Atoya Montague, Dr. Greg Passy are my guests. They're so reliant on those things. And uh, you know what, Atoya? You're a really nice person. This needs to be said. And and, and not enough... Uh, is t- talked about as far as people's character is concerned. People form opinions of someone over what they hear or what they see about them uh, on, on television and radio and in other media. But you're a really nice person who went through some really rough times, and you deserve a lot better than you're receiving. Tell, remind us, what, uh, what, what did Sheila Fraser, how did that conversation go with the former Auditor General, who was brought in by Ralph Goodale, the, the uh, public uh, safety minister, how did that go and remind us of what the content of the minister of the former Auditor General's report was? Well, first of all, thank you for the nice compliment. I'm trying not to cry. It was very kind and generous of you to say. Um, well, you know, the Sheila Fraser review, I have to say, you know, I I devoted my entire summer, I embra- last summer, I embraced the process. I felt they found the right person to do the review. I dug out boxes and boxes of material. I opened files that I hadn't had the stomach to open since all this started. And Dr. Passy will tell you, going through all this information is really detrimental to your health. I was so sick. My PTSD was off the charts for an entire summer. I just, I, that was a blur. I was just really ill, but I was determined to give them every piece of information that could help inform the process. And they were, she and her team, extremely caring. They were very appreciative. They, they were very patient. They said, I spent two full days with them in Ottawa, and I went through all the information that I sent them and explained things in detail and gave them recommendations. They were kind. They were gracious. When they came to show me the report months later, again, you know, highly sympathetic, outraged. I mean, simply outraged by what their findings. Um, I think anyone who starts a process like that, even when they think they know, they become so disillusioned so quickly that it almost, it, it takes a while because you, you've built up this perception, the RCMP is the good guys, and it's this value set that you've held on to your whole life and been brainwashed to believe, including all of us who joined. 
you know, it takes a long time to believe, oh, my God, what you're seeing in front of you. But, you know, she had to go through all those motions. And I felt that she really got it. She really saw it. She was a very empathetic person. She's a very smart person. She's a very no-nonsense person. And I did all this for her and ultimately for the government of Canada in order to fix it. And look at how they're thanking me, Roy. They didn't do anything to step in. Instead, they chose to fire me. Um, at no point in this process have I had any protection other than thank God for Dr. Passy and my lawyer here and there. But, I mean, otherwise, I've just been left to hang out to dry. And the government knows this. They know that this is a year before my trial. They know how costly these things are. They know the defendant's lawyers are paid for by the government. I just can't fathom how they are excusing this behavior, how they're justifying it. How I want them to look me in the eye when all this is said and done, and explain to me how this was ever okay. And to how come back, is this okay? And to come back, what we started with, Dr. Passy, uh, you, you as well, it was Ralph Goodale, the Minister of Public Safety for Canada, who voluntarily told the nation that Atoya Montague is a victim of sexual abuse in the RCMP. It was the federal minister responsible for the RCMP and policing in Canada, who told the whole country this woman was abused in the RCMP. And so now, what's the government doing? What's the RCMP doing? Further abusing her, arguably. Well, I, you know, I'd like to step in just for a moment here because I had approached uh, Ralph Goodall as well as a number of other politicians um, uh, to uh, intervene uh, on all of these cases that are uh, before the courts. And, of course, they said, well, it's before the courts. We, we, can't, uh, we can't do anything. Yeah, but standard said, response. Right. But I said her being fired is not before the courts. You have the opportunity to intervene right now, get the commissioner to just say, stop uh, all discharges until the lawsuits um, have gone to court or they're settled. That, that, was a simple, that was a simple message that could have been relayed to the commissioner. The commissioner could have made it policy at that point in time, and that had nothing to do with the lawsuits. And I pointed out the only way the discharge is going to have anything to do with the lawsuit is if they actually proceed with the discharge. And the government, as much as they espouse you know, uh, equality and, and uh, everything for women, etc., um, did nothing. They did Nothing. They're still doing nothing. And they're still doing nothing, yes. Yes. I have 30 seconds, Atoya. How's this last week affected you? It's been so stressful. I mean, you get a letter like that, and it's so cold, and it's so biased, and she wouldn't even let me look at my own medical file that that the doctor used to base a decision that I'm unfit for duty for the rest of my life. I mean, she wouldn't give me my HR file. I don't even know what these people have in there that they're basing their decision on, except some of the false information I'm reading. And it's so cold and callous to at no point say, they don't, A, say thank you for your service. They don't say, B, yeah. here's somebody you could contact to get help on to figure out your pension and to get, you know, transitioned out. Nothing. You're just fired on July well, 4th. Sayonara. Yeah. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to end it there because of the clock. But I just want to remind people that it was the federal minister of public safety who pointed out to the country that Atoya Montague had been abused, uh, sexually um, harassed within the RCMP, and now she's being fired. Has been fired. Atoya, this isn't over until you say it's over. We'll talk more. And Dr. Passy, thank you both very much. I've got to. I must run. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Take thank care. Bye bye.